Hey, this is Johnny D from Doro. Pour yourself a nice cup of Java. Kick back and enjoy the rock and roll and coffee show. Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 58. I am your host, Joe Sebelia. My guest this evening is drummer Rob Afuso. Now, Rob is best known for his days in the band Skid Row and now has his own business. It's a uh, like an event entertainment type business called Soul System Orchestras. They play corporate events, weddings, you know, that type of thing. Now, it did take Rob and I some time to get this conversation scheduled So we were on kind of a time crunch, but I did get to talk to Rob about joining Skid Row, you know, his audition with Bon Jovi, which actually led him into Skid Row, as well as what he's currently doing now with the Soul System Orchestras and everything in between. Now, if you enjoy listening to the show, please follow us on Instagram. That's where we are most active. So you can find us over there at R&R Coffee Show, and you can also find us on Facebook and now Twitter. And don't forget to go over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and rate the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Hi, Joe. Hey, Rob. How are you, buddy? I am great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me this evening. Oh, my pleasure. I, I thought I thought maybe maybe we do a cooking show. A cooking show? You <laughs> <laughs> explain the cooking. <laughs> well, I was just I was just. Uh figuring out what I was going to make for dinner and I was just <laughs> oh, stuff I out and I thought, oh, wouldn't this be fun? We'll do a cooking show. We could. You, I mean, you're welcome to make your dinner and explain what's going on while we chat. That's nah, boring. <laughs> oh, man. How, how has the last year been treating you? Well, the last year has been pretty slow, Joe. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> I got 50 acres of farm here. Every blade's been polished. Every, oh, every man. blade of grass. <laughs> Where where uh where are you at now in Jersey? Uh, I I have a farm, a horse farm in the um, Hudson Valley area. Okay. Up up, up by uh, New Paltz. Okay. Okay. And I and uh, also have an apartment on the Upper East Side. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. So doing a little where, farming. You're, you're in Jersey. No, I'm in uh, South Carolina, the Myrtle oh, Be- oh. Myrtle Beach area. No, I. That's right. You asked me if I was in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta get these in this interview thing right. I yeah, forgot. No I forgot worries. how this is done. No worries. Hey, listen. I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch right now, so um, yeah, we're, we'll just get right into it. How's that? Shoot, man! I thought you were recording already. I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, on this show, I usually I like to go through your journey and your career. Um, you know, kind of from start to the end. So you've got a huge career you know you you've done a lot of things so we're going to crunch this down but um you know when where did you first start playing dr- drums when did you find your love for music well i literally you know i was just showing someone uh i don't know if you've seen that i don't know if you follow 
me on Facebook. I think, did you come through Facebook or you may have came through my, my uh, website? I don't remember, but yeah, no, I actually, <laughs> I started about three years old playing drums on the floor in my, my parents' house. And uh, I've got some, got some photos of that, which is actually pretty funny that they've, they have been posted up on um, official Rob Afuso at the, my Instagram site and, and also it's Facebook, but yeah. so that's really when I started Joe. And then I, I went, I love drums and I started playing the, the, my mom would set up a drum pad in the living room and I'd play to the TV, whatever, whoever was on. And, uh, and then I went into, into school, into the school band. And, and through that, uh, I did, you know, actually some marching bands. And then I decided if I played rock and roll music, girls would like me. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's always a plus with rock and roll music, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> and, and then, um, you know, uh, I, I played in all the school orchestras and, and um, jazz band. And then I started playing, you know, in rock bands when I was 12 and start, you know, playing out in clubs. My wow. mom would my mom would come with me to escort me to the you know because it's 18 and over and yeah. i was 12 yeah so I, I would do that and and um then you know go to school the next day yeah was, so was, was there music in your family i mean you got started really young was that always around um actually there is <laughs> there is none really <laughs> no no none well uh, my, my brother my brother plays drums now but i mean there was no you know there was no was it in the blood anywhere yeah okay so then you went through, you know, your band to band to band until you auditioned for Bon Jovi. Is that correct? That is correct. And how, how did that come about? Did you know the guys already? So it's kind of a, a long and convoluted story, Joe. So I'll, I'll try to I'll try to I'll try to streamline it best I sure. can. Um, so I had a girlfriend who became my fiance and wife for a short time. Um, in New Jersey and her best friend was April who was with David Bryan for many, many years. And, um, and there was that connection, which was the strongest connection. But then there was also, I knew, I knew a girl who, um, I used to, <laughs> this is so random. <laughs> I used to work at a, uh, I used to work as an event, as a camp counselor events coordinator for Jellystone park. And, uh, you know, Yogi Bear. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I actually got to, I was fortunate <laughs> enough to dress up in the, the big old Yogi Bear bear suit in the middle of August. It oh, was a man. great job. That was fun. But uh, I did get to meet a lot of interesting people. And this girl, I met this girl at the campground. Her parents used to come there all the time. Well, she happened to be childhood friends with Snake, Sabo. And so there was this kind of weird synchronicity. She said, Oh, well, I'll tell snake, you know, put the word in, whatever. And so as it goes, I got the audition, um, random audition from Bon Jovi through David Bryan and my, my future ex-wife. <laughs> I don't really, I, I mean, I, that sounds funny, but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. she was. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so, uh, so I get this audition and um, I run, I actually literally have been waiting for the audition for months and months. So I get this audition. I'm, I'm at the beach on the Jersey shore. I get, I get this call and um, like, okay, can you be, 
can you be at the studio in two two and a half hours? And and that was the studio was an hour away, so I had to get home. I had to pack up my drums. I had like a you know a twelve piece drum set, and I had a, a Toyota Corolla. Nice. So uh, so I <laughs> got home, and well, I just took the essentials. I I went. I got to the audition, and I I this was during you know right after they had released um, Runaway. Okay. Uh, you know, because they they released that on uh, the WAPP radio. Um, it was a band band contest, and Bon Jovi had won that, and so they were starting to get big. So you know, this was really before they had blown up, of course. So I get I get the audition, and uh, I go there, and Snake was there, um, just because he's good friends with John, and they had they had grown up together. So I had. As you know, I, had a, I did the audition, and then Snake came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, I don't know what's going on here. If things, you know, good luck be here, but if not, we're doing something. Um, me and my buddy Rachel, we're putting a band together. Would love to uh, have you come join us." So, obviously, that didn't work out with Bon Jovi, and um, connected with Snake went and the poor guy. They they had me audition on somebody's somebody's drum set in a basement, and I. Hit the drums so hard, I destroyed the drums. <laughs> well, <laughs> they all they drummer, looked at each right? other. There's like, how are we supposed to tell whatever his name is that we did? <laughs> we yeah. auditioned the drummer on his drums. Clearly, so, he didn't know he was going to be out of the band. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Well, so, um, well, and that was it. And that's so. Then I got, I got, got the I got gig. audition, and I, I. So that's how I got the audition to Skid Row. So. And then we got, and then we got Scotty, and then we got, you know, Matt. Well, Matt was already in the band. Matt Fallon, he was the original singer, and then he he uh, did stupid. He stupided himself out of the band. I was going to ask uh, what happened with him. Why why that didn't work out? And uh, so then we looked for a singer forever, and and uh, Mark Weiss happened to uh, be close with Sebastian, and he said, "Well, I know this guy in Toronto. We flew him down, and that was it. Damn, it was magic." So so soon as Sebastian came in, did you guys know right away? Yeah, this is the guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah. amazing. It yeah, was amazing. I mean, there, he's probably one of the top frontmen of all time. I would say. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah. Hard, hard to live with, but a great singer. You know, that's not the first time I've heard that, unfortunately. But. Well. Um. All right. So. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 Um. So. Once you got Sebastian in the band, how quickly did you guys get your deal? Well, you know, it was already it was already kind of out there, but it it, it just became a huge deal. You know, it went it was a bidding war between Atlantic and Geffen. I mean, those things don't happen anymore. It's a different time, but yeah, Atlantic Records and Geffen rep, Records, and our our record deal at the time was the largest in Atlantic Records history. Um which I'm sure has been exponentially out, out right, <laughs> numbers right. by now. But uh, this was, was great, what, 88? Sorry? This was what, 88, 89? Uh, well, the album came out in 89. So I would imagine that would be uh, probably 88. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot. We, we did a lot, of, a lot of writing, a lot of playing out in clubs. Just, just you know, you have to, you sort of have to hone it all. And then we went into the album and... Uh, the album was actually recorded in, uh, it, uh, album was actually recorded, I believe in 1988 was released in 89. Mm-hmm. And it, as, as soon as it was released, we were out on the Slippery and Wet tour with Bon Jovi. So yeah. 
it was it was a it was a it was a really great fast track road for us yeah and the first single youth gone wild blew up fairly quickly as i recall well if you remember that that thing called that music television mtv that actually played music um remember that yeah well they they were instrumental of course they jumped on right away um and you know we uh we definitely you know had had the look for for tv fortunately fortunately we weren't all radio faces right and uh <laughs> and and we so it that did well for us and it really it really catapulted us and this and you know the songs were great yeah yeah, yeah I, if i do say so well i agree i have to agree with you i remember um going to the mall you remember those things yeah, I do. <laughs> I went I, to the mall. I've tried to say I've tried to stay away from them for the past year and a half. But... Yeah, yeah. But uh, to pick up your debut record on the day it came out, and the guy was just putting the cassette tapes out, and I—that's where I got mine. Oh, uh, was yeah. it? Was it? Was it in January? I don't remember what month it was. I all I remember about that day was him pulling them out of the boxes, and I grabbed one as he was pulling them out, and it was raining. For some reason, I remember it was raining that day. It's crazy <laughs> well, what your mind is. And remembers. then you went out and put the, the cassette in, and and I, I hope it was I hope it was love ever after. <laughs> it was, it was definitely. So everybody knows, at least most people listening to this, I'm sure they know the history of Skid Row, what happened after that, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you recorded your second album, Slave to the Grind. And that was around what the early nineties, right? Yes, that that came out in nineteen ninety two. Okay, so that came out as kind of as the tides were starting to switch, but it was still a huge hit. Well, it was number first first number one heavy metal album in history. Yeah, it wasn't really. I did not know that. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, well. If we were doing video, I'd show you the uh, I'd show you the the billboard plaque that I have on my wall right here. Well, well, maybe next time if we get together again, we'll do video when we have more time. Well, I'll, I'll send you the picture. Okay, it sounds good. Um, so I, I remember seeing you guys out with Pantera on that tour. And that, yeah, that was that was when we started to to headline, right? Right. And that was a little heavier edge than the first one. So was that more of what you guys wanted compared to the, your first release? Well, I think it was, I think it was mixed, you know, uh, certainly, you know, certainly Slave to the Grind was a heavier album. Um, it was more aggressive. And um, some of the guys in the band wanted to go that direction. Some others didn't really have a, a big, I, I don't think some of us had a, a really uh, strong opinion we just loved the music and uh you know it was also we didn't really want to be a pinup band and that's that's where you know that's where you die quick and mm -hmm. uh you know the the magazine and stuff were, were pushing us that way and you know we were fighting against that and so by by really going deep in and doing a real heavy album i think we sort of cemented ourselves as a serious band Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, not just poster band. Right. So you toured on that for a while. It was, it was a successful tour. Um, oh, that was a phenomenal tour. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the videos and the the stuff with, with <laughs> the videos with uh, the Pantera. Oh, man, they're, they're amazing, amazing what, times. What, which videos? What, which ones? Well, there, there's, uh, well, first of all, the, 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 um, the, the, 
Skid Row. Um, I mean, the, uh, the was the no no thrills video. I believe was I have no not thrills seen video that. that had uh, that softball game with Pantera, and then Pantera went and put the, our softball excursions on their on their home video. So nice. there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that on our home videos. It was really great time. I love the "Oh Say Can You Scream" video. I still have that, by the way, on on VHS. Yeah, you know, I've got it on VHS too. I don't know why, why these uh, people, other people, <laughs> don't put this out on us on a DVD or on a digital format. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. I mean, that would be one a... would think so. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, part of me senses that um, you know, the guys that are still carrying the name just sort of want to pretend that that didn't happen and and focus on the the current lineup which mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is what it is so yeah yeah what, what are your thoughts on the current lineup i don't really know i don't i don't, don't um, really pay attention i too don't much. i don't really i've taken myself out of it joe i've got mm -hmm. i've got a great life i've got a great business in soul system orchestras i was with four by fate mm -hmm. doing tours with them and you know, not that that was a huge success, but it was fun, and I just, I can't, I can't live looking backwards. It doesn't, right. doesn't work. Um, That's a good attitude to have. It's un, it's unhealthy, and I don't really pay attention to what they're doing, and I wish them the best. And um, it is what it is. And yeah. uh, you know, the, yeah, there's, yeah, the end on that. Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. <laughs> so fast forward, you did a sub subhuman race, which did not, you know, fare as well. Um, well, right. It, 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 yeah, it didn't. I mean, I, I love that album. I, that was my favorite, favorite album to play. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great album, too. But unfortunately, that was right smack dab when everything switched around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, we also, I think that was a tough time. And it's too bad that we didn't get another chance to do another album together. Because I think, um, you know, the band was in really high, high form. Um, uh, we were like a machine and I, I wish we had, wish we had a chance to do a little bit more together, but, um, mm -hmm. the, you know, with, we tried to, we tried to remain true to ourselves while also kind of, um, keeping, you know, a, a toe in the, in the sound mm -hmm. and, and the production wise. And I mean, I think the album was great. Um, you know, obviously it didn't do. A lot of people don't think it was that great or I, I think I think a lot of it was we also didn't have a lot of the support from the record company at that time. The, um, we were with Atlantic. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the team had moved over to Universal and our, our support really waned on that. And we needed we needed that support in that time because, you know, Nirvana had really taken the legs out of our genre. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that that genre of music did and you know there was a bit of a backlash but i think we i think we the album was good was good we also you know we did we were still doing sold out shows although there were smaller venues but they were still sold out mm -hmm. um, well i wish you know i wish we had an, an opportunity to do it do another album i would have would have loved to have seen what would have come from that right when was the end of skid row was that 98 well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Basically, yeah. That that's when you were done with the band, right? Yep. Yeah, we had our little falling out, and that was that was 
you know, I, I didn't like the fact that, you know, we, everything was done, um, by a vote. And of course there was four of us and three of them decided they wanted to move forward without him. And I said, that, that's a really dumb idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then we, we went and got other singers we changed the name, we changed the style. It was, it was just, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was a mess. And, um, and so <clears throat> that's really what I had gotten very involved in soul system and putting that, uh, that band, that company together. Um, and it was really just, you know, one, it was just for the love of the music, but two, it was also, I saw it as a, as a business moving forward. Um, and I thought, I, you know, I didn't realize I was going to um, have to make that my business. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's not that I had to, but, you know, I didn't, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of an, an awkward thing. I lived in New York. A lot of the metal, a lot of the rock scene was in LA. I didn't really want to live in LA as close to my family and friends in New York. And so I, I didn't, I just didn't feel right putting myself into LA, into the LA right. rock scene. It just wasn't me. And so I think, you know, being in New York, it's a slow, it's a slow rock scene it's, and there's not, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to jump into a band other than one that was, you know, starting out and you have to get in a van again. And I was, I didn't want to do that again. Sure. So I put my energy in a soul system and that's, um, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful band, wonderful company. And, you know, we do, I get to travel around the world on weekends and, uh, you know, it's nice. I go out, I do shows and I come home. So it's, which, which is how a lot of bands are touring these days anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Now, so soul system was like, that's not rock, right? It's like an R and B and no, well, soul system, you know, the, 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 the name, the name it implies R and B because that's when I put it together, that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, kind of a Motown soul funk review type of thing. And okay. that's, that's where that came from. But now, you know, it's a, it's a, everything do large, large scale corporate and private events around the around the world we just literally just came back from antigua a week ago as i told you that's why i said let's do it after when i get when i get yeah, back so yeah. um you know so flying flying out getting paid lying on a beach for three days playing for four hours and coming home that's it's not that's that's still okay by me Joe. yeah that doesn't right. suck so now that's a big group correct is it you have a lot of members uh, Big well, uh, it, 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 it's, you know, it's now soul system orchestras as a company. So soul okay. system is the name of the band. And, uh, the, so basically we go up to like 24 pieces. That would be, you know, that would be inclusive of a horn section, multiple each singers, percussionists, strings. Wow. It's a whole, it becomes a whole, just a whole circus. Right. <laughs> uh, right. generally, generally it performs at about 12 pieces. Okay. Okay. Um, so you had Soul System going, and then somewhere in there you started playing with Four by Fate. Yeah, that was that was the last thing, really. I I, I mean, Soul System is ongoing. Um, but but Four by Fate was the last thing that uh, uh, you know I did in the in the rock scene. That was that was. Like two seven two thousand seventeen, it was two thousand sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I think is what we did, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know that was just a, a group of, of guys. Uh, uh, 
Todd Howarth and, and John, John Reagan, who was, John was with Peter Frampton forever. And Todd was in and out of a bunch of different bands, Cheap Trick. And he was a sideman for Cheap Trick and but guitar player for Nugent. But they, those guys were the original members of Freely's Comet. And uh, so it was those two guys, myself and a guy, Pat Gasparini, who was, who was, uh, in the band Pound in the '90s, they had a they had a hit song in the '90s. Um, so it was an interesting group of group of guys, and and I, I liked I liked the album. I I got called up by them. Um, they were recording their album, and AJ Perro from Twisted Sister was the drummer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's when he passed away mm-hmm. during the recording of that album. Uh-huh. So they asked me to come and finish the album. So. Um, it was an honor and a privilege and then we started doing shows together and it, it, it worked out real, real nicely. And then, and then it just stopped. So I don't know, maybe we'll do something again. I don't Possibly. know, but, okay. uh, the, I, there's uh, there's some really great songs in there. It's great. It's a great, great band. Yeah. Now what were you, you're teaching lessons also, correct? I do. Yeah. Um, I did that during COVID. I, I've, I'm just doing a couple students at the moment. I was doing master classes and I, I, I was enjoyable and, um, you know, gave me, gave me something to do, uh, and, and to be able to teach and give back. And it, it was, it was good. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, and I like the virtual, never really thought of giving lessons virtually in the past, but yeah. this sort of made one do that. And I, I like it cause you know, I've got, I've got students all over the, the country now. So, yeah, I mean, really you could have them all over the world if you wanted to. Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's a lot of, I can't, I can't, I can't, um, social system, the, the, that, that whole thing is, is a pretty big project. So yeah. Full time. I, I can only do, I can only handle so many lessons a week. <laughs> right. Right. How does that work virtually given a lesson? Well, we have the zoom, you put a, you put the, the the computer in front of you, and I I've got a, a nice setup, microphone setup, and such, and um, you know, it's um, it depends on the student's level. It's difficult. It's difficult for very you know early beginners, mm-hmm. um, but those that have some experience and 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 you know they 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 don't need me to literally hold their hand. Um, you know, we go through a lesson, I, I take them through books and we do different lessons or they ask me to show them drum beats. You know, of course, everybody wants to learn monkey business. Um, and, uh, so, which is an honor again, it's an honor, you know, to, to be asked that. So I don't, I don't, I do take that seriously. I'm not joking. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, you know, and other beats, so, you know, the young, young drummers, they, want to learn beats and you know what there's a lot a lot of female a lot of female drummers so oh that's fun. good yeah yeah. Good. yeah well do you think uh i know we're running out of time here but do you think there will ever be one last skid row run with the original guys you know um or would you want that of course i would want it yeah uh, okay yeah of course um you know we almost had it um it fell apart a couple several years ago it was very close uh we literally had um, festival offers and things were coming in and then one big giant fight erupted and that was it. So, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I'm in, I'm in, there's a drop of a dime. 
Uh, I can't speak for the others. I know Sebastian would do it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think he said he would do it. Yeah, I think, you know, I can't talk for the others. I, can, I know that because he's told me, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. So, so I'm here, he's there, we're here, and, uh, you know, if it if it should if it could be I would I would love to do it but yeah. we'll see. Well, hopefully yeah. hopefully that can get worked out one day. I hope know? so, Joe. I mean, I think but that would be a huge draw. I think it would be a sure sure would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, looking back on your career, I mean, is there anything you think you wish you would have done differently or are you pretty happy with how it, how everything went and is still well, going actually with Soul System? You know, I I overall um, I think after Skid Row, after the, the falling out of that and the ending of that, I, I do wish I sort of took myself out of it. Um, I, uh, uh, I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't want to be in the scene in LA and I didn't really, I don't know. I, I was sort of, I got somewhat reclusive, I guess. I don't, I don't really know why I think I was insecure. I didn't know what to do with my life. And, mm-hmm. And I wish I wish I kept myself out there a little bit more and in, in the in the in the face of music. Um, you know, I, I did I chose to take myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I wish that I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You think you would ever jump to a situation again with a different band if they. Well, if it was you? right. You know, mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm not doing any. I I really don't want to do any you know fancy van tours. Sure. Um, yeah. Right. I would I would go out and do one offs you know and but um, but you know I do I have a horse farm here in upstate New York. It's um, fifty acres. I love it. I got that's awesome in the, New, in the city and it's wonderful to have the culture and excitement of New York City. Mm-hmm. So um, you know and I'm playing with Soul System. I get to sit in play rock and roll every once in a while with friends and bands and i got i got a good life it's, it's yeah. uh, if, if it if it never happens again i did i did really well and i'm i'm really happy. happy and grateful good good that's what yeah. i like to hear yeah all right rob well listen man i appreciate you taking the time i know we've yeah. we went back and forth trying to get this lined up um, yeah well i think it was great i appreciate your time and i appreciate your interest in speaking with me obviously if you don't have the interest then i <laughs> it does there's nobody to talk to is there <laughs> right right yeah no of course yeah and and skid row when i was younger i'm a, i'm almost 50 now so when skid row first came out like i said i went right away to get the you know the cassette tape and had the pictures on my wall and you know that whole thing so right i mean it was a pleasure talking to you well i thank you buddy it's been a pleasure too so well, maybe we'll do it again next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, listen, before you before you go, um, hang out sure. one second, okay? Yep. All right. Thanks, Rob. That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.